Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington, and it's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. Yes, it is another day. It's Wednesday. I I, I knew the day today. And I knew it because there was an election yesterday. <laughs> yes. And everything I see is, you know, analysis uh, on uh, on the wins and losses and everything that's going on. One thing I did see that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been going on for months now. Months, months, months. For the whole year, everybody talking about Joe walking off and shaking hands with somebody that's not there. The Democrats have finally come out and uh, fact-checked it, and they said, oh, there, there's a reason for that video. Why is that? Uh, it's the memers. That It's fake video. Oh, okay. All that video, even sure. from the news, it's yeah. fake. No, I'm, yeah. ki- I'm not kidding. It I was, believe it. I was going like, you uh, got to yeah. be... It took you that long to come up with that story. Remember, there was a you movie. Know? What was the movie? Was it Harvey with uh, Jimmy Stewart? It was about oh, an invi- six foot it, invisible rabbit. Invisible yeah. rabbit. That is who he's shaking hands with. Harvey. Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Harvey running the country than <laughs> Joe Biden. Anyway, uh, you know, Nancy arrived in Taiwan last night to uh, arousing cheers from the people, the good people of Taiwan. I mean, they must have had, they must have had eighty cars in her motorcade. I mean, it was amazing. One of the buildings had yeah, been so lit thank up. You. Well, yeah, thank you, Nancy, for coming to Taiwan. Welcome, you know. Well, uh, let's be honest about this trip. Uh, number one, uh, this was all about Nancy and about nothing else. Although they're saying, well, it was great that we were there. This was she was right this and she was right that and da 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 da. Yeah, she still did something that could, if not now, oh. down the road, provoke a war. Well, uh, Tucker had a gentleman named Harry Kazianis on his show last night. He's a a China expert, and they were talking about about what we can expect next from China. Listen. Harry Kazianis is the president of the Rogue States Project. He joins us tonight to assess where China is and all this. Harry, thanks so much for coming on. So I guess the question is to what extent is China bluffing, if any? What do you think? Oh, Tucker, I'm going to be honest with you. They're not bluffing at all. They have been preparing for this scenario for 30 years. If you go back to 1995, 1996, we had a similar situation with, with China when Taiwan's president was wanted to come back to Cornell University to visit his alma mater. We had a very similar crisis. But at the time, the United States was the overwhelming military superpower. We had no problems worrying about China. In fact, Chinese military officials couldn't even find our aircraft carriers. Today, the situation is very different. The Chinese have prepped for this scenario. They have thousands of ballistic cruise missiles, hypersonic missiles, carrier killer missiles. So if there was ever a war between the United States and China, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to attack with a bolt from the blue. They're going to destroy our satellites in orbit. They're going to destroy our communications equipment. We're not going to be fighting about transgender issues on TikTok anymore because TikTok's not going to work in the United States. And then they're going to destroy our aircraft carriers, destroy all of our bases in Asia. This has all been war gamed out. I've actually fought this war in simulators for over 10 years. You know what happens every time, Tucker? We lose. So, I, I mean, everyone prays it would never get to a point anywhere near what you described, but of course it could, and the Chinese have not been I don't think very subtle about telegraphing their intentions. In the face of this looming threat from this rising power, how has the entire United States Congress sat back and continued to fund a military that gets weaker and more politicized every year? I don't understand that. 
I don't either, Tucker, to be honest with you. I mean, a, a lot of this is misprioritization. I mean, I, I, it feels like we're forever stuck in a Cold War mindset. I mean, we're forever stuck in this idea that we're the dominant hegemon. A lot of our foreign policy thinking seems like it's stuck in the 1990s, you know, the unipolar moment, if you will, where the United States is omnipotent, can do anything. Nothing can happen to us. You know, we've got the Atlantic, the Pacific, we've got Canada and Mexico, and nothing can, per, can permeate our, our, you know, our space. But I think 9-11 proved that that, you know, obviously can happen. And I, I think China proves that this threat is very real. And let's face it, Tucker, we're not ready for it. Yeah. And if this moment doesn't freeze the renewable energy cult in its tracks and makes a laughingstock of anybody who's just turning our grid over to China, I, you know, I don't know, honestly, what, what will. Uh, Harry, great to see you, John. Thank you for that. As of this moment, I guess she just took off a little while ago, uh, and she's over, uh, I guess, Taiwanese airspace still, so everybody's kind of holding their breath. China vows to uh, launch targeted military actions as uh, Pelosi spends time in Taiwan. And I guess those actions are going to start, they say, tomorrow. And, you know, there are some Taiwanese islands, Bill, that are literally closer to China than to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And those uh, military actions they're talking about are going to be around those islands and there's speculation that China is going to actually take those islands. Yeah. And that'll be the beginning. They actually, uh, they, they had a lot of, what was it? Their tanks or whatever it is uh, on the shores of some of those islands in crouching, just the, the, it was, you know, a show that we're here. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised that, all right, we let you have your little uh, your little propaganda show. Now, now that you're gone, we're taking it. Um, another gentleman to talk about what's happening over uh, in Taiwan and uh, what we can expect from China is a uh, Hudson Institute senior fellow, Michael Pillsbury. He's a Fox News contributor. He was on yesterday and he was talking about uh, what we can expect now from China. Well, I'm watching for two things. The first is how the Chinese treat the departure of Nancy Pelosi from Taiwan. Uh, I hope they don't interfere in any way with her U.S. Air Force aircraft or her safety and security. The Pentagon told Jennifer Griffin that uh, they're making, the Pentagon is concerned about the speaker's safety and security. The second thing is these live fire exercises in six zones that'll go on for four days starting Thursday. Some of these zones appear to be inside Taiwan's territorial waters. That opens the possibility for an accident, a miscalculation. You remember back in 2001, the Chinese fighter pilot kind of hot dogged his way in front of one of our uh, EP-3 reconnaissance aircraft. He got killed. The plane had to crash land. He wasn't under orders. He was just showing his patriotism and his zealousness. Uh, But that kind of incident could happen in one of these six zones. Also, our own forces are not that far away, Uh, the aircraft carrier and its uh, supporting ships. So when this kind of concentration of military forces begins to take place, triggered by these six zones, China announced, by the way, Shannon, within one hour of Nancy Pelosi's arrival, they announced these, what I consider provocative exercises. That's when the level of danger begins to go up, when you want calm and stability and not to have any uh, shooting incident take place. That's that's the problem for the next uh, few days. You know, he went on to say uh, in the same interview that he thought that the trip actually benefited uh, the Democratic Party and uh, would improve their chances in the primary. 
and in the uh, the fall elections. And I'm thinking, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think a lot of people are looking at this as her being reckless. She put us in danger for no good reason. Right. Well, I, yeah, one of the headlines uh, was an opinion by uh, was a Ross Barkin. Pelosi is creating a global military crisis for no reason at all. Exactly. And she has. Now, it was really funny how they quickly pounced on on the story and all well she was right yeah, even republicans oh. you know there are woke republicans there are a lot of things going on bill, within the party that i don't agree with bill i got 26 republican senators in a rare move supporting uh nancy pelosi's trip uh, i got the list of them here john thune jim inhoff uh roy blunt john cornyn it goes on and on some some that are surprising like uh Marsha Blackburn and Tim Scott, others that uh, don't surprise me at all, Susan Collins and uh, Pat Toomey. But the thing is, why they don't need to put this out. The Republicans don't need to put this out. What good does it do them? Well, if they're part of the big swamp monster, yeah, they do have to put it out. <laughs> and let's not lie about, well, they're her Air Force jet. Yeah. I knew they were lying about that when they, they first said she went in not Air Force One, but Air Force Two, baby one. It's the smaller Air Force One, uh, and you probably saw it a lot when Trump was campaigning uh, back in, uh, you know, uh, 2020, uh, like Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport, but they couldn't get the big, you know. Actually, though, Bill, they have a fleet, literally a fleet yeah. of those planes, and it's only Air Force One or Two. When, when the, the president. president and the vice president on it. I mean, if the president got on a Piper Cub, that would become Air Force One. Right, yeah. It's, but it's, it's the same stupid plane that uh, probably Kamala has flown on, uh, Pence has flown on, Yeah, uh, Trump has flown on. They keep, they, keep, they keep them serviced. But it's all the same color. It's all the same logo. So it's I, I not resent, like... I resent what she did, Bill. I, I, think, I think what she did was selfish. I think it was dangerous. For no good reason, she put our country in jeopardy. And what, what you heard them say a little while ago in one of those cuts is that we're not the same military that we were even two years ago. No, we're not. And I mean, th that is a problem. Now, that's interesting because Trump foresaw that, and he got, he got made fun of because he created Space Force. Right. And But, you know, I, the funny thing is, uh, I've heard Democrats referring to Space Force and using it. They don't want to sit there and say, oh, it's a great thing, but they use it because they they can't quite say it's theirs and own it yet. You Otherwise, heard, they would really embrace it. You heard one of the first things that was said is that if we went into a, a combative situation with China, they would take out our satellites, first thing. Well, I think if you took out our satellites and we saw that they took out our satellites— Two things would happen. The, the aircraft carriers would go into high alert and the subs would be submerged. Well, I, th I think Space Force, to be honest with you, would protect the satellites. I think you will find that we do have some uh, defensive mechanisms in space to protect key satellites. Yeah, the question about that is, though, if we have key mechanisms in space, that was fodder for a lot of movies a long time ago and using space as a platform for rocket, you know, um, missile launchers up there 
which sooner or later, uh, some people believe there's going to be a staging ground. Yeah. yeah, some people believe it's up there now. And right. I, I would tend to rods believe... of you've ever heard of the rods of God? Right. They, but they believe that's already there. Some yeah. people believe that the Chinese have uh, bases already on on the moon. <laughs> there's a possibility because if you go to the dark side of the moon, we can't look. I have a uh, well, I don't have it in this room, but I have telescopes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not an astronomer. You know, I just you, you just know, like to fa- look at your neighbors. No, <laughs> not with a Newtonian refractor because you said. Well, now I gotta I, I gotta flip them around in my head. They're upside down. Uh, but you know, I'm just an amateur stargazer, and I don't even, you know, study. And I just, eh, what do I see? And you know, I could spot a UFO or an asteroid. By the way, there's an asteroid that's passing by today. Uh, they just see now. This is interesting. They just spotted it, and it's passing by today, 3.2 million miles does, away. Does that scare like- you if they just spotted it? Yeah, because if they haven't spotted that for a while, exactly. they're picking up. But what are they safety? looking at? Well, there's only so many ways to uh, points that we observe from. Space is so big and vast. How do you monitor it? You know, what's coming in from where? And that's probably, in some geek's mind, well, here's a tactical advantage. I know how to extrapolate from that thought and turn it into a weapon of mass destruction. Uh who knows? I mean, but I think the, is, I think that they could uh, nowadays with computers, they could scan the sky rapidly for changes in in the uh, and and have get some idea of whether an asteroid is coming at us before the day before it passes us by. I mean, I don't know about you, but to have them say we just noticed it yesterday and it's passing us today. What if the thing was aimed right at us? Well, you would have to have. And I'm sure they do. Satellite points that, you know, go around the whole circumference of the Earth from every different angle. Because that's the only way you're going to get a fluid snapshot of everything and monitor everything. You can't do it just from one point. Because, you know, you can only see one side. you got to be able to see all sides. (laughs) But that's the purpose of satellites, to constantly scan and then communicate. Right. This is interesting. World War Three is trending on Twitter because of Nancy Pelosi's trip. People are afraid. A lot of people are afraid. They don't know what's going on. They really don't know what she's doing over there. All they know is that China's getting ticked off and it may affect them. And they're, they're going on Twitter to find out what's going on. Yeah, and that's where somebody uh, manipulates and takes advantage, where the, you know, the people that want to stir the pot, We'll put fake stories out there. And I'm not, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, woke uh, political parties, you know, people that are sitting there going, you know, if we put this story out there, we can, you know, evoke more fear in the the masses. What's interesting is that uh, some people are speculating that she did it for purely personal reasons. She went and visited that uh, chip company when she was in Taiwan. I guess the biggest uh, computer chip company microprocessor developer or maker it's it's there in taiwan and she visited it and then she what literally was the name of the company i wonder pardon i wonder what the name of the company was she just it's did like taiwanese digital chip company it's very simple it's not terribly uh, hard to figure it out because they say it right in the title uh, well what i would what i what i'm curious about you know if, if you want to know what stock to invest in follow pelosi 
That's because true. whatever she does, <laughs> true. Uh, she's That's done true. legislation or she's done something that helps them out miraculously. Yeah. It's but it's 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 you it's know, not about profiting. It, this is purely politics. You know what else is interesting is today, coincidentally, Paul yeah, Pelosi is going on trial for DUI for that case. And some people think that they were trying to distract the media from that case by her traveling to Chew, uh, Taiwan. Well, <laughs> I don't even know why, you know, if, if he was in the, the car with another woman and supposedly had drugs in his system, right. which that's easy to check. And obviously, you know, she's more worried about her booze that she drinks and, and having a nice pink pantsuit and shoes to match. You know, nothing spells biatch better than how she dresses. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's what I always notice, you know, people of her stature not her stature, but now of her caliber, um, they they have a certain persona that they project, and I, I've just noticed that you know it's, certain things are very important to her, and that's one of them. She's the second speaker of the house who has visited Taiwan. The first was Newt Gingrich. Yeah, Newt. other other members have visited Taiwan without any problem. Other people who represent the United States have been there, no problem. For some reason, China got upset over her visit this time. And I, I kind of think that maybe the Chinese are looking for the, quote, excuse to finally go in and invade Taiwan. And I do think it's going to happen. I think we talked about this yesterday, Bill. Yeah, Pro didn't probably going to happen once, real yeah, soon. Probably in the next week or two, in my yeah. estimation. Yeah. Uh, she ruffled her fing uh, their fingers, their feathers, uh, what, about 30, 40 years ago when she was there? Yeah, she was there in uh, Tiananmen Square putting right. white roses down and uh, and protesting. And, you know, she's in another country. I thought they were very uh, restrained considering that she wasn't a citizen. She was violating their laws, whether you like them or not. And she was, you know... Foreign relations be damned. She was doing her thing, and that's that's what she did this time. Yeah, but see, she went over then, there, Bill. She went over there this time and and told the Taiwanese that we support your government and your independence. She said this. Okay, now isn't that contradictive Absolutely. to what we heard yesterday? Because this this administration they talk out of both sides of their mouth. They they want to have they they want to play both sides of the table in this world poker game, and you can't. Here's what John Kirby said when he was asked this question. Nothing has changed about our one China policy. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. Hear that? Nothing has changed. We do not support Taiwanese independence. That They're saying one thing in Washington, and he, he doubled down on it yesterday. And she's, she's over there saying to their face, we support your independence. Does she think she's president or something? I don't know. I, 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 Actually, I think she does. I think she, uh, I think she has a lot of say, and I think she talks to Jill, and I think uh, Joe is, uh, he's just a puppet on a string, and that's kind of sad. Just, you know, look, I don't like the man. I don't like anything that he's ever stood for. He's been a liar and cheat all his life. With that said, he is not in a sound-minded body right now, and he should have never been elected president. He should have never been run because they knew this all along, and they're using him. I think it's pretty obvious that 
they're pumping them through full of something just to get them and walk out like a robot. And no, it's not a meme when you see him walking in a direction, shaking hands with nobody. It's the real deal. And they're, they're exploiting uh, a senile, sick, elderly person. Boy, there's respect for you. You would think that uh, whoever is pulling his strings would have taken Nancy aside before she got on the plane and said, look at Nancy, here's our policy. We don't want you going anywhere near Taiwan right now. It's too much, Nancy, of a, uh, too much of a tinderbox. Anything can happen. Nancy's pulling the strings and she don't care. And that's all there is to it. She doesn't care. And maybe she doesn't quite fathom in her little stratosphere of the people that she knows in the movers and shakers that it's not 30, 40 years ago when China had to sit there and go and grit their teeth and go, this isn't good. One of these days we're going to get you. Today is potentially they, one of these days. Yeah, yeah because, you're right. They could, they could get us. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't mean they're going. It depends on what your definition of win is if if you say they're going to win and they're going to prevail maybe not but are they going to reduce us to a pile of rubble as we mutually do the same thing after world probably war ii so. after world war ii we had incredible influence in the pacific right all the countries japan and other countries in the pacific look to us for leadership look to us for protection right now that's going away because China is showing its dominance. If they make us back down in some way, now this is where a lot of politicians in D.C. are saying because of what she's done, she can't stop now. She's got to visit Taiwan. She's got to do all the things she said she's going to do, and we have to support her. That's what they're saying now publicly. I'm sure behind the scenes they're saying that stupid Dumb nincompoop. What what are you doing by going there and causing an international incident? Why are you doing this? But right now, publicly, they have to stand behind her, show a united front. We're all with you, Nancy. Good for you. I think that we are in a real diminished capacity right now. I mean, our country, never mind our leadership. Uh, I was just reading where we've lowered the standards in our military. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, we now have, uh, they've lowered the physical standard for the women because the women, they, they, they had a standard set where it was equal. Men and women physically, you had to compete and do the same things. Well, and they were finding out that certain things women couldn't do because they didn't have the same muscle mass that men had. What the army and the, and the military's idea was that, look at, war isn't fair. War isn't fair. War doesn't take into consideration, you know, differences in, in the anatomy between male and female. You know, if you can't do a certain thing, there's a good chance you're going to get killed, you know, in a war or your partner is going to get killed. The person you're supposed to be backing up. So, but now they are making a difference. Now they are changing the, the, uh, standards and it's going to, it's going to get people killed We've lowered the standard as far as mental capacity. Obviously. Uh, we used to have uh, a requirement. You had to have a high school education. I don't think that's a requirement anymore. Uh, you used to have to have a certain IQ. 
don't have to yeah, happen even to be anymore. a grunt you had yeah to, you had to have uh, yeah you had to be able to understand comprehend and take directions because otherwise you know why send you Exactly. We're not the country we used to we used to be. And uh, if we don't get some leadership, you know, the problem with ha- every four years having an election is what happened between Trump and Biden. We had a with Trump. We had somebody who knew how to clean the military out, support it, make it stronger, buy them new equipment, get them trained properly. And it was really becoming a powerful uh, military again, really was becoming something. Then Biden gets in. And he literally is 180 degrees. He takes all the good that Trump had done. He undoes it. <laughs> undoes it? He undoes it. Yeah, he undoes he, it. He, he, und- he undoes it. <laughs> he undone it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I got up real early this yeah, morning. A pot of coffee yeah. right over there. <laughs> Thank you, know? you, you might very much. Walk over and get you but, but he does undo it. I mean, I was listening to some generals talking about this just right. yesterday. Some retired generals saying, hey, we're not the same military we were two years ago. Well, I think people in general are getting fed up because, number one, the the voices that are making the noise, it's not like there's a lot of them, but they are very loud, and they have been empowered for political power. So that's what's happening here. Well, you know what? If we use their voice, it makes us stronger to get what we want because uh, you talked about it, you know, an election every four years. Trump was um, Trump was something that they didn't expect, and the fix was in. Hillary was set to win that oh, election, yeah. uh, which I didn't want. And there were Democrats, if they want to admit it, because I know a few, and they don't admit it now. But I remember talking to them, saying, "Yeah, I, I'm not going to uh, vote for Hillary. Can't." So they went for Trump. But Trump, they didn't, you know, they figured, well, we'll get him out of there. Uh, He's a clown show, and he wasn't a clown show. They made him out to be a clown show, and they cried on the national world stage. Oh, what what happened to our democracy? We have Klaus Schwab, George Soros. These people are exerting their influence big time into into our system. And if you don't believe it, there was an editorial yesterday uh, in, I think it was the Post or the uh, Wall Street Journal, or maybe it was the New York Times, but it was Soros. And Soros was defending his putting money into our judicial system to support socialist district attorneys. You're saying, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you mean? Well, for example, there's a guy, I think his name is Bragg in New York, who is releasing criminals. I mean, they literally will arrest somebody for assault and they'll bring them in and they'll book them. And then the district attorney will release them 15 minutes after they bring him into the police station. And, and he's doing this with everybody. So he doesn't have the, uh, the back of the, of the police in New York. And it's not just New York, by the way, it's happening in San Everywhere. Francisco, Los Los Angeles. Was, was it? Uh, what's the name of the guy? Is it Garson or Gar, Gar, uh, Garson? I can't remember the guy's name, but he is another socialist DA in uh, in Los Angeles. He's doing the exact same thing. All these guys have been put there with the support of guys like George Soros. And George Soros came out yesterday with an editorial saying that uh, he's doing the right thing 
and he's going to continue doing the right thing. And I heard somebody say, uh, Soros should be arrested for this, this influence he's exerting in our system with his money. He should be, he should be arrested, but no one's going to arrest him. I mean, he, he's been doing this for so long and, and, uh, Klaus Schwab is doing the same thing. They want turmoil in our country. They want us to be upset. Well, they, they're following the Obama plan. Let's take uh, the U.S. down a notch. And I, I think democracy be damned. They want to destroy us, and they're, they're doing it for a reason. Uh, the only holdouts against globalization is China and Russia. And I'm not saying they good, we bad. I'm just saying... Fact is fact. Uh, and if there should be anybody sitting there being the, the holdout from globalism, it really ought to be democracy, us. There's a video, and you may have seen this, of a guy fighting a, a New York City police officer in the subway. And it's it's a violent, violent video. The police officer's getting pummeled by this uh, this hoodlum, and they finally restrained the guy, and they brought him in. When they brought him into the police station, he was released within 15 minutes. If you saw this video, you would have thought this guy would be spending the next 10 years in uh, in prison somewhere. Nope. Minimum. He, he's yeah. released. Yesterday, uh, in Brooklyn, a disgruntled customer began harassing the McDonald's worker uh, at the counter about their French fry order. Okay, they were they were angry. I guess they thought it was cold, and there was some back and forth. And the person who was arguing with the McDonald's employee called her son, her twenty year old son, who came down and summarily shot the the uh, employee in the head. And now that employee is clinging to life, fighting for its life. Uh, uh, goodness knows this story is two uh, thirty uh, yesterday afternoon. The, the poor mm-hmm. may not be here anymore, being shot in the head. But that there's the, the thing that I thought was interesting about this story was that they had video of the shooting, they had video of the argument, and they haven't booked him yet. You know, the first thing you would think they would do is say, we got video, we got witnesses, he did it, book him, right? Well, book him, Dano, yeah. Well, they're not. They, he, as of uh, the time I printed this out, no, they hadn't booked him yet. And I think that's be- maybe it's because if they figure if they book him, they'll have to release him. Maybe maybe they figure if they don't book him, if they hold him for forty eight hours, which I think well, they can do. What does that do to their gun violence uh, uh, story or narrative that they have out there? They want to say, well, we we. We got to get these bad people and guns off the streets. Well, they've done that. Maybe they have the gun, but if they, they haven't booked them. If they get the guns, if they take our guns, the only people who are going to have guns is are that the guy. bad people. Yep. And I guarantee, you know, they can take that gun. I'm sure it's been filed down and uh, he can get another one. And they're saying, well, we're going up to the printers. You know, yeah, you can print the parts to make your own your own gun. You can make a pretty badass gun if you want to. And, well, you're going to ban the printers. You're going to ban technology. The simple fact is if somebody wants to kill, they can kill, whether it be a hmm. gun with bullets, uh, an electric rail gun. Baseball it doesn't matter. Bat, you do it. shovel, a rake, 
anything. You want to kill somebody, you can hey, do it. You get a nail gun. Well, why don't you do that? How many nails can you fire? That's they're, true. They're, you know, yeah. you ever see the roofer on the, when you're getting a roof redone? You're going, oh, let's, let's change the plywood up there, too. You know, you're re, uh, restoring a house. You see the guy going along. When I was a kid, and right they were building. The when I was a kid, and they were building a house in the neighborhood, the the sound was tung, 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 because the guy was using a hand hammer to put the shingles on. Boom. boom. Now it's tung, tung, tung. You know, now it's they just shoot. They have the whole roof done in a half a day in some of oh, these places. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I've seen, yeah, it, it take it takes them longer to, uh, to strip down the roof, and yeah. if they put new wood up there to get that down. Once they do, you see the truck come in, and the guys go, "All right, let's go." They they hoist it up, and there it's done. And they put the next sheet up, and then you're going, "Well, that was an hour." And they did the whole that whole roof of that house, and now they're laying down the tar paper and everything else. Point is, there's so many different ways that you can come up with a weapon to take out a lot of people. If you want to, if that's your case desire. in point, what happened up in uh, Wisconsin at Christmas when the guy used his SUV and mm -hmm. killed a lot of innocent people. And that story was squelched. You know, it was, it was, it went away. And because it was, it was a black guy who took out a bunch of uh, people, innocent people in a parade. It didn't fit the storyline that they like to promote in the ma yeah. mainstream media, so they made it disappear. Yeah. You know what? Hate, though, knows no color boundaries. I, I can say that. Hate is hate, and that's just the way it is. Uh, but if you're going to kill, that's if that's what you're intent to do. If, you're, you're, let me ask you a question. Look, I, agree, I agree with you. Day. I agree with you, but if it was... If a, the roles were reversed... It was a it, white guy. It, a white guy who went through a, a minority parade somewhere... The story would be, still be on page one. We'd still be talking about it in the yeah, news. because you know we're 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 white and we're privileged, and that has been, which is interesting because you've got people from a party that, if you go back in history, they're the ones that created slavery. The war, the Civil War, was over. Uh, they're embracing slavery, and then after they lost, they but they were in power, so they flipped it around, and then. They say that they're the party of love and and embrace all the in unity, but they're not. History has proven otherwise. But now they, you know, and they they take that 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 thought that well, mm. you're white and you're privileged, and it's gotten to the point to, well, I'm sorry, but when 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 do we become the minority? You know, you know, and, well, they, they want, but I'm not looking it can't for happen, entitlement. It can't happen fast enough for the uh, left. The left want us to be the minority ASAP. They, they want, uh, and they keep telling us it's going to happen soon. You notice that, yeah. uh, they, they are telling us, oh, the time will come and it won't be too far down the road that, that, uh, the white population in our society will be the minority. My question is who cares? Well, Democrats do. There was, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, he sat there, um, uh, he made, well, whatever his name is, he made a point that um, unless we have more uh, immigrants coming across the border, we're going to lose to China. The, that's hey. the future of the nation is having all these immigrants come across the border. 
Well, oh, and good. Basically, choke out America. I also heard that uh, we have terrorists in this country now, guaranteed, and it's because of his no security policy on the border. Well, we talked about that, and I really do believe that we are going to see a nuke. What size go off? I don't know. I think it's already here. I think it walked across the border. You don't have to worry about it flying over in a missile or coming over in a plane, uh, which it could come that way. Uh, uh, they also got, you know, they also have tunnels. The cartels have drug tunnels. Oh, yeah. And if they're bringing people across uh, by the river, you know that if they're going to bring a, a nuclear device across the border, it wouldn't surprise me that they, they did that in a tunnel. We have allowed our country to be ravaged by these uh, cartels and these these terrorists. We're going to have some major problems, like you said. I do think, I don't know whether it'll be a nuclear attack. I do think there's a good chance we're going to see a mass shooting soon, uh, some kind of an, an attack on a on a what do they say? It's a weapon-free zone. We post signs. This is a gun-free zone. That means there's no protection for our people here. If you're a bad person, this might be a place for you to stop because we're not going to protect anybody in this area. That is a dumb thing to do. But they have signs, and they're up yeah. in certain places. On a different topic, we've talked about what's happening in the Ukraine and in Russia and in the uh, in Europe, and Doug McGregor was on on television talking with Tucker about uh, about Germany and the mistake that Germany has made. Now you have uh, an addendum to this story, and we'll 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 mention this after we play uh, sure. the cut from Doug McGregor. Well, first let's uh, let's review the bidding a little bit here and point out that all governments are expected to provide as a minimum to their people food, shelter, and security. And everyone who's embraced this uh, Davos World Economic Forum program that you talked about, this environmental social guidance, is in a lot of trouble, and Germany is no exception. Uh, we've seen problems already in the Netherlands with farmers. We see the truckers in Canada. These are symptoms of deep-seated problems, all of which have been exacerbated by the Ukraine conflict. And remember, Biden made the decision to drag everyone in Western Europe into this perpetual conflict with a nation that has an abundance of resources. It has virtually everything that everyone in the world needs at some point, food, minerals, metals, and so forth. So that's that was a, a stupid idea, but there is no plan B. Now, Germany in particular shot itself in the foot with energy by essentially eliminating nuclear power by fundamentally rejecting as much oil and gas as possible to try and go completely green. Well, now they're facing the winter of all discontents, frankly. They're going to freeze because the Russians have said, fine, and cut them off. And why have the Russians cut them off? Because they foolishly followed us and have supplied the Ukrainians with weapons. The winter of all discontents. They're going to freeze. But you have... Uh, an addition to this story, am I correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, fire up Plan C for Germany. The Green failed Germany to reconnect first coal power plant to energy grid. So they're going, uh, we got a problem here. <laughs> fire up the yeah. coal plants. Houston, we have a problem. And that's going to, I think that's a smart thing for them to do. I also think it's the only thing they can do. Yeah, but you know what? 
when this happens, because obviously this story came down at 2.30 in the morning. I'm sure it was happening well before that. But that story came down, and I was going like, well, you know. So it got spotted by uh, a conservative press company. But either Mm -hmm. way, it's out there. It's a big headline. So other people will see it. Other countries will see it, and they're going, you know, uh, I'm not looking forward to a freezing winter either. And, uh, you know, so they're doing something. Who else can do that that uh, could benefit from firing up the uh, the coal plants, firing up other sources of um, Do you think that power? if we had a problem in our country, you think Biden would open up uh, his restrictions on coal plants? Well, I don't think Biden, uh, I don't know. He's, he's an idiot. Uh, but you know, obviously, you know, they got solar power there too, and it's not working, which is interesting because I have seen now three in the past week and it's getting to be like, uh, our food warehouses for, it was one that went down two, then three, and then it was 12 and then it was a hundred and now it's way up there. Uh, there was uh, one that I saw that was burning, uh, in the Midwest where uh, a storm went through. So this thing is up in the air. It's, it's like a tower and it got hit by lightning and the whole thing just, well, it's, it's filled with return. oil. It's yeah. filled with, it's filled with fuel. And just here in, uh, in, you know, in town here, there was one that went up the other day and it did it by itself because like you say, it's a mechanical machine. Yes. And it's not easy to get up and maintain and maybe telemetry goes bad. Who knows? But the thing just burst into flames. And I saw another one like that too, because when you think about it, these turbines have been up there for 10, 15 years. In the elements. Yeah. In the elements uh, that change constantly at a, at an elevation where it changes constantly. Uh, and we're, we're, we're banking our future on something mechanical that relies on petroleum uh, to and, and and Biden function. is doubling down. He just put one in of all places, one of our national cemeteries in Massachusetts. They found uh, a piece of ground in the cemetery, and they decided, well, why waste the space? And they put one of these windmills in a cemetery. It has a lot of people upset. This supposed to be, this is supposed to be sacred ground supposed to be uh, hallowed ground and Not no more in this administration it's just another piece of dirt and uh, they put a they put a and I guess he's gonna do it in other national cemeteries you know down in Texas they have a lot of windmills and solar uh, panel farms and the governor said hey it ain't working when it's it, it's giving us a fraction of what we need to power our state. And, and what do they want us to do? They want us to buy electric cars. I mean, you hear that doofus Pete Buttigieg uh, saying that he wants us all to get electric cars. Never mind that they're $60,000. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, $60,000 to buy an electric car, an unproven technology, uh, I don't think so. Well, you know, they're talking about the Green New Deal, but let's face it, lithium batteries are dangerous now. Personally, I I bought stock in, you know, lithium batteries because I said, well, you know, I'm going to go buy green stock because that's what this clown administration is doing, and I doubled my money. So that was the smart thing. Do I believe in it? Absolutely not. I don't think it's a Green New Deal. 
uh, because Build. those batteries, A, the cost of them, B, uh, you can't dispose of them. I mean, you may as well just but bury a nuclear rod in your backyard. The point I was trying to make was that China makes most of our lithium batteries. Right. And, and here we are having an, uh, uh, a political problem with China, a major worldwide disagreement. If they get ticked off and pulled the plug on our, on our batteries, all of a sudden those, pe- those people who own those Teslas and these hybrids that use electric batteries – where are they going to get their, their batteries from? We, we don't make them here. No. So we're I think screwed. we shut down the last plant that was doing uh, lead-based batteries back in 2018. And no, we don't. Now, we can mine lithium here. There's lithium up in, I believe, uh, there's, I think it's up in New Hampshire, down in Arizona, Nevada. There's places you can mine it. It's all over the world. But that's not the point. How long you will know, it take us to get up to speed. There's a startup time. You know, well, there's a startup time and guess what? You know, you're talking about the green new deal uh, or safety. Uh, lead was dangerous. Lithium's dangerous. It doesn't matter how you slice this egg. It's still a rotten egg. Didn't you egg. say that if you got a lithium battery wet, it explodes? Yeah, it can explode. You. Yeah. If you take, they always say that, uh, I've never done it to find out, yeah. but they say, you know, you have a, a lithium battery that's for sure radio or something like that. Maybe it's cracked or something like that. Don't throw it in the pool because the water will get into it. And then the lithium explodes uh, some kind of chemical reaction. It's a bomb, but that that's the point. I, it took down an air, a seven forty seven car cargo yeah. plane a few years ago. I, I think it was a UPS, uh, jet. It had a cargo of lithium batteries and they caught fire yeah. and they couldn't put it out. And the plane ended up crashing and killing the crew and everything on board was destroyed. And Isn't that the one that was down in Florida went down in the Everglades? There I, was one like that, too. It had lithium batteries. It, it might have been, Bill. I, I don't know where. I've forgotten where the accident took place. That was years ago, yeah. yeah. But I don't think anything's changed. I think now what has changed with airplanes is uh, how you package these things. And also they put uh, fire uh, suppression systems in these cargo planes that they didn't have back then. It better not be a water system because uh, they'll have a bigger problem. Well, it problem. doesn't matter because a plane goes down like, like it did in the Everglades. I mean, you know, the water's going to get in the plane then, isn't it? That's true. You know, speaking of water, you know, we've had some major problems in Kentucky, major flooding problems in Kentucky, a lot of tragedy there. But never let a good crisis go to waste, as the Democrats would say. Uh, Camilla was speaking in Kentucky, and she was talking about the flooding. She had this to say. Listen. For years, our nation and many of us have discussed, have lamented, have talked about the threat of climate change. For years, we debated the potential impact that climate change could have on our communities, on our country, and our world. And today, we know the impact if folks weren't clear about it before. Just watch the evening news and see that the time for debate is long past. (laughs) Climate change has become a climate crisis and a threat has now become a reality. In recent days, Deadly floods have swept through Missouri and Kentucky, 
washing away entire neighborhoods, leaving at least 35 dead, including babies, children. As has been reported, four children from one family. So the devastation is real. The harm is real. The impact is real. And we are witnessing it in real time. So what she's saying is that the flooding in Kentucky could have been prevented if we had uh, put more money into the fight against climate change. Now, you've noticed that it went from uh, global cooling to global warming, and now they simply call it uh, climate change. Okay. When I was growing up, the funny thing about climate change was is that it was called weather. Okay. It was called weather. It happened every day. Climate changes all the time. We had flooding when I was a kid. We'll have flooding again in the future. It is a tragedy what happened in Kentucky, but it's not something Mm -hmm. that is terribly out of the norm. We've had it happen before. We have tornadoes. We have blizzards. All of that stuff happens. Hurricanes. But she's taking this opportunity to try to tell everybody that it wouldn't have happened if we took climate change more seriously and invested in it. Global warming, climate change, that is what they are calling it now. We need more money. Every 10 years, it is something new and different. We need more money. Now, she did say that we, you know, we have to debate this. No, we don't have to debate it, Kamala. If you're saying there's a problem, spell it out. Hey, there's flooding. Here's how I'm going to fix this. You see, there are no solutions to the problems they're presenting because the problems, the flooding, when what's going on in Kentucky is bad. Now, have there been floods in that region of our nation before in history? Oh, yeah, there have, as a matter of fact. What about all the uh, the drought that's going on in, uh, well, the southwest? Oh, yeah, there has. As a matter of fact, didn't you mention it, yesterday about New Mexico? New Mexico, they've they've got less than a thirty day supply of water. There's all kinds of things going. Clean water is that uh, climate change or is that uh, using our resources wrongly? Well, that's you what know? I was going to yeah. say because let, let's let's talk about. They're saying now they're going to Lake Mead may be done. It, that's going to be it. It's going to be a dry hole. Let's explain this. Lake Mead didn't exist. A uh, hundred years ago, just didn't. Mm-hmm. So to supply water to California, uh, for Nevada, Arizona, well, you know, the biggest project we had, we built that dam, the Hoover dam, the Hoover dam. And it also supplies power, the, yep. uh, the power grid. Now it took until 1941 to fill it up, but some 10 years later, they were in a drought, and it sunk to one of its lowest lows, I think, 1,200, no, 1,073 feet above sea level. That was the point. Uh, here just about a month ago, and, I mean, it's hit that in the 60s, 65, in the 70s, in the 80s, uh, the late 90s, 2008. Get a pattern here? This yeah. goes on and on and on. But now we're at the point now, the only thing that's changed is uh, Kamala, it's called population, and 
not enough supply to meet your stupid ass demand. You're from California. You should get this. But the point is, is that now we've sunk to 1,054 feet above sea level. Now it's dropping down. I've seen the pictures of it. It's bad. But mm. the point is, the two man-made lakes out that way, they're not drying up. You're drinking it. Put a straw in it, and they sucked it up. You know, And that's what they've done without any idea, without any forethought of how to fix it. And now that disaster is at their doorstep, it's global and warming. We're spending all this money in the Ukraine, $60 billion here, $20 billion there, all this money. I'm thinking if we took some of that money and built key desalinization plants along the, uh, the California coast, turned some of that salt water into fresh drinking water, and they have the technology, they could do it. It could be done. I mean, there are, there, I think there's one or two plants there, but, you know, it's very unsightly. I, I just don't want to see that, Mildred, when we drive by and our Porsche. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I, I, could you give me a line of cocaine, please? You see where Thank Geico, you know. by the way, speaking of California, Geico has just closed down all 38 of their of their stores suddenly in California. They just closed them, laid off all their employees. Uh, they're not saying exactly why they did it. I think it's because they're probably fed up with the restrictions and the laws and and the business environment in California. I think, they, I think they're going to see a lot of this happening. People are going to say, enough is enough. We don't want to do business here. You're not a serious state. You're a woke state, and you're doing a lousy job governing, and you're making it hard for us to make a profit. And that's what business is all about. You're making it hard for us to make a profit, so we'll do it someplace else. You know, California has always been divided by the, the mountain range there. You know, the, right. we, we call it the land of Lala because they're out there in their own Lala land. Yeah. I know I grew up out there. I get what it is. And I can remember back before the internet and everything else that was going on. We, you know, when I lived out there, it was a land of its own and nobody cared about it. L elections were called before California's vote ever got in. But the interesting thing is you got all these lefty people that, are from there that have gotten into positions of power because they redistrict, they do different things to get more Senate seats and congressional seats and what have you. And they've got a lot of people that are sitting in Washington, Nancy, Feinstein, you know, Schiff. Yeah. I want to keep going on with all the names. These are all the idiots on the left, and they came from California. Yeah. And my point is, we're letting them call the shots. I know, and they can't manage. They can't even. They can't even figure out how to get a glass of water yeah. for themselves. You have a lot of people who have a lot of money in uh, in Los Angeles. People who have uh, movie actors, celebrities. Uh, they've they've made incredible amounts. And and we have a tendency in our society to equate wealth with intelligence, and that no. is, isn't always the case, folks. Uh, for case in point, did you see uh, one of my favorite actors? Love his stuff, and he always plays Costner. Kind of, yeah, he plays this all-American kind of tough, almost conservative character all he's the a time. Lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty all the time. So what does he have? He has a T-shirt on I'm yesterday. I'm with Cheney. Yeah. I saw the damn thing. <laughs> I'm with Liz Cheney. God, I got it from John Schneider. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And you think to yourself. If you had a conversation with this guy about politics, 
you'd probably lose him in the dust because he probably doesn't pay attention. He's got a lot of money. He lives in that little isolated clique called Hollywood. Uh, they, they don't, they talk amongst each other. They fuel hey. each other's ignorance. You know, they fuel each other's ignorance. They don't really know what the heck is going on in this world. They have more money than they'll ever spend. Ever. Well, in, what does the left do when they don't like you? They shun you. They shut you out. Of course. So, you know, and John Schneider made that point one time, you know, he sat there and said, you know, you got to hit them and hit them home uh, at home. Don't go to their movies. Well, and, and you don't look buy at, their films. You, don't 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 watch their TV shows. Look at the stuff that's coming out of Hollywood now. Everything is everything is woke. As you know, I, I like to write scripts. I've done it for a long time. I know that. Uh, and because I I'm old school. I kind of like Hollywood of the of the golden age. I still believe you can write a, a really good movie and have a really good film and not be filled with obscenities and nudity. Mm -hmm. Because all you have to do is uh, look at some of the older films that didn't have all that stuff that were incredibly entertaining. And oh. you, you don't have to go too far back. I mean, I saw a movie last night. I hadn't seen it in years. Ronan starred uh, yeah. Robert De Niro, another lefty, but he's a good actor. And uh, Ronan, you want to see suspense, watch that movie again. Ronan, R-O-N-I-N. I leave it at that. It is, it is a terrific thriller, and it'll keep you guessing right to the very end. And there wasn't a lot of, there was no nudity. I didn't, I don't remember hearing any swearing. There might've been, but it was minimal. Uh, it was just, it was filmed by a great director, a director, a guy named John Frankenheimer, who yeah. has done some great pictures. The thing I'm trying, the point is now everything is obscenities. Everything is vulgarity. Everything is nudity and everything is warped. It's not like normal sex. It has to be some kind of a strange situation. You know, it's, they've taken it and they've, they've gone to the next step. And, and, and I feel sad for the younger people. There's not a lot of good entertainment out there anymore. That they well, I was going to ask enjoy. you, I mean, in the past 20 years, and I'm sure there's a, a small amount of movies that you say, oh, that was a great movie. But can you sit there and give me 20 for 20? Give me 20 great movies out of the past 20 years. Um, I could probably, in a pinch, give you maybe five or six that That's were sad. really good. I mean, this, and you know, some of the best movies that are coming out now are on the streamers. They're on yeah. Netflix and they're on Amazon. Although Amazon's getting really woke. Their, their prime system has gotten really woke. And it's like, okay, what you, you were making some good films for a while. Where are they now? You know, how about entertaining the, the, the masses again and not a narrow audience like you're aiming you got to wonder where the money is coming for the funding of these uh, of some of these movies out there because you write a script you got nothing but a script right and until somebody goes okay i see your vision i'm going to put some money into it of course they're going to bring in a, another writer and you're going to be the co-writer with them <laughs> yeah, right. because they're going it's to gonna change you're right going to change they're going to turn it into what they see as money Oh yeah. You know, and every generation has done this when the kids that were around in the sixties, you know, Hey man, cool baby. You know, they had their own lingo. They there were a lot of things that they had, but the point is, is they took each generation has taken it one step further. Uh, you know, what's interesting though, Bill, 
the good thing is, the optimistic thing is that nowadays, young filmmakers, uh, because of technology, have a better chance of making their own films at a lower budget, almost almost no budget sometimes. And then if it's any good, they have places where they can distribute it, like YouTube. Absolutely. And they can make money off it. And, Absolutely. And they, they, all of a sudden, that's where you hear that you see these web series that uh, were shot on a shoestring, and all of a sudden they have a massive worldwide following, and they're making money. These young filmmakers are making money. There are places to demonstrate what they ha- what they can do. The internet is pretty power a, a powerful thing. I don't think that it's to the potential that it can be. And it has been misused by a lot of people. Pe- yeah, a lot of people with political agendas, agendas yeah. that go far beyond politics. It, it it it's really sad what's going on. Before we end the show, I have to play this. They're, Uh-oh. They're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. You hear that? You hear that? They're, yeah. They're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. That being said. He tested positive again yesterday. <laughs> yes, and he's actually got some added symptoms to it this I know, time around. I know. The guy's amazing. So, so yeah, and, and, and you know what? Uh, I'll just me- drop this. We've said it many times, him draining our, uh, our uh, petroleum reserves, our strategic supply. Yeah. Uh, but what he's also doing is giving away the good uh, stuff. I mean, there's they call yeah, it the flour, you know. The fine yeah. fuel, yep. Yeah, which is easier for our plants to refine and get it out there, what our cars like and everything. And I think I told you, I was lamenting last week, some of the crap that we're getting that's being put out there is really crap. It's watered down, got ethanol, a lot of water, and it's not good for your car. So be careful at the pumps what you buy because what he's calling cheap gas, which is not cheap, it's not down 40 cents. It's up $3.40. I wish Joe well. I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, you don't want to see anyone get sick. This uh, COVID can be difficult with older people, uh, and he, he's not getting better right now. It, based upon what we're hearing is that he's actually gotten a little worse. He's gotten a, a nagging, persistent, loose cough, mm-hmm. and that's not a good sign. No, so, it's not. And, and, and you know who is one step away from the presidency? Get ready for it. The strategic oil supply, what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, the, the science and studies say not only is what Obama called this a voodoo economic trick by doing the strategic supply and taking away the taxes, Mm -hmm. but the simple fact is now the evidence is here. Friends, we're about the, 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 the E is about to be hit on the tank in the United States. And when it does that 40 cents is, look, the price has gone down 40 cents. Yeah. It's about to go up double what it is. Triple. If anything happens to Joe, you may hear this voice real soon on a regular basis. For years, our nation and many of us have discussed, have lamented, have talked about... Enough! (laughs) That's enough! Uh, Anyway, hey, have a great day. Enjoy your day. Whatever you're doing today, uh, have fun. And with a little bit of luck, we'll do this again tomorrow, okay? Might need a lot of luck, given what's going on in the world. Now, I'll be here. You be there. Yes. Pot of coffee on the on the burner. Yeah, we'll be good. You stay well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>